And then looking into the word this morning, I'd like to give a special thank you to the young people. Some of the thoughts that we are going to share together this morning were thoughts that the Holy Spirit gave to us as we shared together in, uh, in Thursday Night Young People a few weeks back. And so it's with their blessing and with their permission that I share some of these thoughts with you here this morning and trust that the Holy Spirit is going to make them alive and living in our hearts. You know, we're going to take, we're going to take kind of a, a backstage kind of or from maybe the orchestra pit kind of a view of Matthew chapter 27 and 28 this morning. But let's make no mistake, God's word is no stage play. It is truth that is going to demand a response. And I'm going to give you a heads up. It's all in love from a heavenly father who loves you. Peace is a word that gets thrown around quite a bit this time of year. Matter of fact, you get Christmas cards, and that's the only word on it, is peace. And, uh, and as I looked into peace, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14 were, uh, were invited there by, by the Holy Spirit. It says, follow after peace with all men. And holy living, and then it says this, and this is what really struck me, without which it is impossible to see God. And at first glance, that follow peace seems like kind of a lackadaisical, kind of a just following along. But as I looked into it, in my Greek books, and, and it, these books work really well, and I'm happy to lend them to you. This is the New Testament, and the New Testament is then every, in big letters, and then the letters have numbers underneath them. And then I go to this, and this is Greek words, and I match the number there to the letter there, and it gives me the Greek word. And that word follow, as I looked it up in the Greek, is, is the Greek word diakos. I, I may be saying it wrong, but diakos. And as I follow the meaning of that word diakos along, I find that it's in reference to Acts chapter 26, verse 11, where the Apostle Paul is explaining to King Agrippa his situation before he found Jesus. And he says to King Agrippa, here's what I was doing. I was, I was persecuting them, and I was, uh, well, let me just read it. It says, I punished them often, even in the synagogue, and I compelled them to blaspheme, and being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto foreign cities. So this word follow 
suddenly takes a, a really strange word or a strange turn, and now we are hunting it down. We are going to get it no matter what. We are going to stock it and get it. And what are we going to stock and get? Peace. Well, there's a thought. And then as I looked up peace in my Greek book, peace is the word dios in the New Testament. And the word dios brings us to a place of to join. To join. And I thought, wow. Hunting down to join. Stalking to join. And I thought, this is very important to God. Because it says, without this, it's impossible to see God. You don't get to. I thought, where have I seen this before? And the Holy Spirit brought me back to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2 where there were shepherds, you know this one? Abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord appeared unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, good work, goodwill towards men. On earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And as I thought about as I thought about the hunting, as I thought about the pursuit, and I thought about peace, it occurred to me, that's what God was doing. Way back at the beginning, God wanted peace with us. He wanted a joining with us. He wanted a union with us, but sin got in the way. And we were separated from him. And being separated from him, the chase was on. The chase was on. And all through the Old Testament, you see God chasing us. And in chasing us, he said, first I'm going to pick one guy, Abraham. And then one family through Isaac. And then... One nation through Israel. And then, well, sometimes it seemed like he almost caught them. And then they're running a different direction. Off they go. And each one was failing in one way or the other. And then we come to this peace. This peace in the chasing down of each one of us. At Christmas, Christmas was when it was getting close. Christmas was the part of the chase where you're running down that fly ball in center field and you get close to it 
And now's the commitment. You dive. And you're either going to get it or not. When the running back breaks through the line and the defensive back tracks him down across the field and there's that moment where he has to decide, I leave my feet, I dive to get him and I tackle him or not. Or when you stand in front of your sweetheart and you declare your love and it's either going to be Returned or <laughs> oh, I can tell you're getting it. Thank you. Way to go. Yes, returned or not. There Christmas was the point when that chase that started in the new in the old testament was at that point of total commitment. And that total commitment came as that baby in a manger, Jesus. And as that began, that began the final push to get you, to get me, to restore that peace, that Dios, that joining with God that was broken way back in the garden. And so... We find the story now takes us to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27, where we have the story of Jesus on the cross. Now, we have five accounts of Jesus on the cross, and, um, and, and one of them is uh, 700 years or so before the event even took place, and that's by a guy named Isaiah. And Isaiah writes in chapter 53, He is despised and rejected of men. We had this last week, right? Jesus' disciples all left him. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We found him praying in the garden under that intense grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. The chastisement for our peace. We tend to think of chastisement as being yelled at. But in the, in the biblical term, that's just somebody that lost their temper, is yelling. Chastisement is a responsibility. Someone has taken responsibility for your instruction. Someone is taking responsibility for your well-being. Here, Jesus has taken the responsibility when he died on the cross for our sins. He took the responsibility for our peace so that we could be rejoined to God. And he followed it hard. 
He followed it hard. He didn't give up. He went to the cross. And then in another passage that we have of an account of Jesus on the cross, we have the Gospel of John. And in Matthew, when it comes to this part, Matthew records it as Jesus cried with a loud voice. But in the Gospel of John, John was the disciple that stuck right close all the way through. And he records what that cry was, and that cry was, it is finished. And when Jesus cried, it is finished from the cross, our peace was accomplished. You ever play hide-and-seek with children? And there's that point in children's lives where playing hide-and-seek is just a joy because they go and they hide behind a lamppost. And they look out at you and you say, I see you, and you come, and with a scream of delight, they come out from behind the lamppost and they hug you and laughter and it is just so much fun to play hide-and-seek with little children. Then they get a little bit older. Oh, yeah, you've done that, eh? And hide-and-seek is no longer any fun. Because I just don't have time to look and 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 look. And, and then they, as they get even older, then they another stunt they move right there's no being found well in that same sense when Jesus on the cross said it is finished your peace was complete he had made peace for the sins of the world and right then and there, he had you and me dead to rights. He had us dead to rights. He's found us. He's got us. And what are we going to do? Well, Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 says this. Wherefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It was complete. It was finished. He's got us all dead to rights right there. And then it goes on to say, For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. We were busy running. We were running from him. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies... He's got us dead to rights 
but we're holding on to the weapons of our rebellion. We're holding on to our weapons of self-righteousness. We're holding on to our weapons of pride. We're holding on to our weapons of self-sufficiency. We're holding on to our weapons of you name it. But they're all weapons of rebellion against God. And at the cross, when he says it's finished, we find ourselves confronted by a God who has found us. By a God who has found us and made all of the arrangements for our peace. And now, what are we going to do? Are we going to lay down the weapons of our, of our, of our rebellion? Are we going to say, you found me, and come running out from behind our lamppost? Or are we going to find another hiding spot? And it goes on to say, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now see, received the reconciliation. The story goes on in Matthew chapter 27 and 28. Jesus didn't stay dead on the cross. He rose again. And he rose again so that he can come again. And when he comes again, is no time to declare that you are on his side. As C.S. Lewis said, it does no good to say you'd like to lay down when it is now impossible for you to stand up. Jesus is coming again. And he's coming for those who have joined him on his side, who have laid down their weapons of rebellion, who have said, I want to be found. You found me so I can have peace, so I can have that joining together again in fellowship with God. And so, so as Jesus is coming again, he's going to be looking for those who have willingly responded to him because in the same way that the sweetheart stands and declares their love, so the Lord Jesus comes and declares his love for us. When he went to the cross, when he went through all of that sorrow, that rejection, that beating, his stripes, we are healed. And, and, and that, is, uh, that is a comforting verse to, to many that are sick. But it goes back to uh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Jesus came those 2,000 years ago 
And it was the beginning, in the manger, was the beginning of his dive for you. It was the end of the pursuit, and it was the beginning of the all-out capture. And there on the cross, he says, I got you. What are you going to do? Lay down your weapons of rebellion and stay, or are you going to stay his enemy? Are you going to run out from behind your pole? Because that's really all you got to hide behind. Are you going to run out from behind your pole and say, oh, thank you, I'm so glad you found me? Trust that this Christmas season, as you consider the Lord Jesus coming, that you will indeed choose to be chosen, choose to be caught, submit to the work that he did for us on the cross. And I'm so thankful he did. Father in heaven, these people have come here to meet with you today. And I pray, Father, that as they have met with you in worship and prayer and, uh, and into the hearing of your word, I pray, Father, that by your spirit, it would all go with them. Father, the worship, the prayer, your word would go with them into the days ahead, that it would strengthen them, keep them, Guard them, encourage them, and most of all, look forward to your coming again as children behind a lamppost. Thank you for pursuing us. Thank you for catching us at the cross when you said, it is finished. Thank you for peace that we can have with you through our Savior, the Lord Jesus. We love you. We're thankful for you. And we pray, Father, that you would keep that alive in our hearts. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.